Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 30th of November. First up, Elon Musk just confirmed Twitter interfered with elections. Wa-wa-wee-wa. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to dial back the Elon videos. I know, I hear you. It's too many Elon videos. You gotta slow down. There are other more important things, but... Elon just dropped what is uh, probably the biggest revelation outside of the bot numbers, which he also revealed last night about Twitter. And that is that it absolutely, in his words, interfered with a certain process in this country. Uh, And I don't even know how much about this I can talk about on YouTube, but I'm going to go for it. Uh, I really hope you're having a wonderful day. All I ask is uh, you consider clicking that subscribe button down below, pushing hard for 1.4 million subscribers. And I think we could hit it this week. If you're just a lurker and you're not yet subscribed, please do consider letting me earn that today. Breaking, Elon Musk confirms that Twitter has in fact interfered with the electoral process in this country. Elon Musk confirmed Wednesday that Twitter had interfered in response to a report from Reuters about Twitter's move to free speech under Musk, he replied that, quote, the obvious reality, as longtime users knew, know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in various electoral proceedings. Twitter 2.0 will be more effective and transparent and even-handed. This is in reply to a tweet that says Twitter has shown itself to not be safe for the past 10 years and has lost users trust the past team of quote trust and safety is a disgrace so it doesn't have any right to judge what is being done now they've had a chance but they sold their souls to a corporate corporation this is a stunning admission this following an article from Reuters Twitter is not safe under Elon Musk says former head of trust and safety shocking fired employee says bad thing about ex-boss what? What? How could that be? This must be a totally authentic source. This is also the same guy that was willing to censor the uh, computer story, our president's son's computer, that was full of uh, shocking information. They were fine censoring that. <clears throat> it was only a few days ago that Musk made the announcement that, quote, The Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. It has long been believed that Twitter interfered in various uh, elections in the United States by suppressing and censoring the New York Post's bombshell report on revelations of shady international business dealings and influence peddling gleaned from the president's son's computer. Musk vowed to make the public, the internal conversation, make public the internal conversations had at Twitter in 2020 regarding that censorship, which polling later showed did have an effect on the election. As voters said, they may not have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the reports on the influence peddling of the Biden family. Joe Biden had they know, or said, no, uh, the reporting has been verified by establishment media in recent weeks. Years later, at the time, former FBI agents claimed that the reports were intentional misinformation, and later, former CEO Jack Dorsey had to apologize in front of a Congress for the suppression of an accurate, verified report. Oh, not an apology. I mean, they got their guy in, didn't they? 
They got their guy in. Oh no, and I'm sorry. Not that. There have also been concerns uh, about the big that big tech platform interfered with other I I issues in other countries by suppressing and censoring information there. Bloomberg reported that in 2020, social media platforms were cracking down on election-related content in Guinea due to concerns that existing government was using these platforms to spread propaganda. Now, this is the article from Reuters. Twitter not safer under Elon Musk, says former head of trust and safety. Again, the guy that was fired says the guy that fired him isn't awesome. But in the very same interview, Twitter's ex-trust and safety chief, Joel Roth, finally admits the mistake of censoring the Post's uh, scoop on Biden's kid. Took him long enough. A former Twitter executive and chief or, and safety chief who played a key role in censoring the Post's October 2020 expose on the president's son's computer has now admitted it was a mistake two years later. Yul Roth, who was Twitter's head of trust and safety until he quit earlier this month, um, confessed Tuesday that the company erred in restricting people from sharing the scoop. In an interview with journalist Kara Swisher, Roth appeared to deflect the blame from himself, insisting that even though he had concerns about the authenticity of it, it never got to the point where the story should be suppressed. We didn't know what to believe. We didn't know what was true. There was smoke, and there was ultimately, for me, it never reached a place where I was comfortable removing this content from Twitter, Ross said during an interview at the Knight Foundation conference. But it set off every angle of one of my finely tuned APT28 uh, alarm bells. Asked if it was a mistake for Twitter to have blocked the story being shared, Roth responded, in my opinion, yes. At the time, Twitter also locked the post out of its Twitter account for more than two weeks because of baseless claims on the expose that trove of emails discovered on the laptop had been hacked, which was, again, propaganda. They used this as an excuse to hide the story. Jack Dorsey, who was Twitter CEO at the time, already admitted during congressional hearings a misinformation on social media in March of last year that blocking the Post report was a total mistake. Again, that's so easy to say now, isn't it? It's so easy to say now after the fact, isn't it? She lives a tech, whole, lives a tech holy smokes. Elon confirms that Twitter did in fact paddle. I mean, I, anybody who is in the know, like I can already hear you typing in the comment in the comments, like, duh. We knew this. Everybody knew this. Well, there's knowing that, and then there's actually admitting. And now you're seeing, like, what's crazy is, somebody used this terminology, it's not my original, the immune response. Like, Elon has, when he bought Twitter, he got all of the skeletons. All of them. I'm talking like access to people's DMs. He, he, we can see what reporters are using, um, um, like uh, sock accounts. We could see, you know, what the actual discussions were internally about censoring the New York Post story. We even talked, we saw yesterday, you see yesterday, he said, uh, you know, Tesla owner Silicon Valley writes, I'm getting like five crypto posts per tweet of mine. We're implementing anti-bot bots. You should see some improvement by tomorrow. Also writing, hey, Elon, everyone is dying to know if 5% of the total user base was bots or if it was more. And Elon writes, much more. But I am simply stating the obvious. So again, 
you have we know now that of course it was much higher than five percent which may open up i don't know i guess former ownerships to lawsuits i don't even know how that would work you see alex here curious then by the way now the eu is threatening to pull twitter this immune response like everybody the entire mainstream media suddenly cares about protecting kids on the platform when for the past 10 years they said nothing michael malice the other night on tim pool's show uh brought up an interesting fact that forbes suddenly cares about you know pictures that are getting shared around this platform from people that are too young uh being shared and have not once mentioned that in the last five years but suddenly oh it's elon musk owns it now now we're worried about it you see alex is curious did apple threaten to remove twitter from the app store after this in 2021 or is elon musk uh, elon musk allowing lawfully protective free speech worse than allowing um the, those type of pictures to remain on the platform this article in the new york post twitter removed or refused to remove those terrible images um because it didn't violate their terms so the eu is fine with that right disclose tv says justin eu threatens elon musk with twitter ban unless the platform sticks to strict rules and polices content per the financial times i mean is it is hmm, right after them saying that they interfered you know, I'm really concerned. The manager who oversaw Twitter's election team says that Elon Musk cutting 50% of employees just before midterm certainly doesn't look good. Well, why? Now we know what those employees were doing, don't we? We know that we know what they were busy doing. Now we know that Twitter for a very long time has been um, deploying, in my opinion, very biased enforcement of the of very nebulous rules. But the fact that Elon is just coming out and saying this, like I'm sure if you look at the like the look at the quote tweets you know like it just says you know interfere Alex says twitter ceo who openly and repeatedly asked americans to vote for republican party he did not do that um again time to release it all it sounds more and more like a, a, a bond film every single day if there ever was justification for protests and civil unrest this is it we won't why because we don't believe in that type of thing we just we do need resolution in regards to the previous elections you know going on with that here's anomaly every honest person knows establishment social media leftists put their thumb on the scales to shift elections thanks for saying it i would agree with that you know like this is no surprise to any of the people who watch my videos but none of none of them have admitted it now i think we can all pretty much say you know by the unfair you know obviously censoring that story I think without sufficient information to do so, to justify that censorship, certainly would be one of those great examples of putting your thumb on the scales. Now that we know all this other stuff, you know, that they allowed more bots going on. There you have it. People saying that. Yikes. Um, here's Representative uh, Andrew Clyde, U.S. Representative, saying, we've long known that big tech companies have engaged in election stuff through blatant and biased censorship. We must ensure, I mean, this is going to be a big deal, especially uh, if you get a Republican in the, in the, in the White House, because the Democrats don't care because it's helped them for the past how many years. It'll be really interesting to see how the general election goes in 2024. And next up today, Disney admits woke content destroyed the company, will drop woke programming and virtue signaling. Wow. Um, I am, for one, shocked. It is a monumental moment 
that uh, we just witnessed as Disney's new CEO has essentially and well outright admitted that they lost, that uh, getting involved in politics hurt their business. We saw this yesterday with uh, my coverage of a particularly woke movie that they, that they put out um, that lost $150 million. Now during a exclusive Christopher, Chris Rufo uh, Twitter thread, we see their very first town hall in which he admits it's time for Disney to move to neutrality and they regret um, going against parents with the, um, you know, the, the Florida bill and all this nonsense. So let's start with some of the articles. Uh, this from National Review, Caroline Downey over at National Review. Uh, Disney, uh, down, uh, Disney plans, CEO plans to quiet down the culture war uh, amid controversies and insist woke themes are, quote, not political. Disney CEO plans said he plans to quell the company's culture war embroilments in the next phase of his leadership, but instead that the <laughs> but inst insisted that the intensifying woke themes in this content are not political. Bob Iger came out of retirement last week to resume his old role as a head of the corporation, replacing Bob Chappick after a short tenure. His first occupied the position from 2005 to 2020. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting. And it can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent I can work to quiet things down, I'm going to do that, Iger said at his first town hall with employees since taking the helm again, according to a video of the event obtained by Christopher Rufo. However, Iger did not commit to keeping progressive elements out of children's movies and shows. Como reported instead, he doubled down that inclusion and tolerance uh, of the LGBTQ community will continue to be incorporated into Disney products. One of our core values of our storytelling is inclusion and acceptance the tolerance of to and tolerance, Iger said, and we can't lose that. Well, um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's saying that Disney should be making movies that are like intolerant. Um, and I don't think anyone's really saying that Disney should like be making movies that are all white males. I just think that people are, are, are keen to this, like uh, the agenda behind it all. When we hear that, you know, they have a group, a cabal of employees that are literally instigating or inserting their gay agenda, as they say. Uh, you could see, while Chappaq was still presiding over Disney, the company publicly opposed Florida's parental rights and education legislation, dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill by critics, which prohibited the, te the teaching of spicy, you know, of, of bedroom stuff to people in fourth grade. Now, I don't think there's any question as to why the company swirled out of control. First of all, the park's too dang expensive. All right, I think that we can agree on that. Disney CEO asks if the company is too woke, says it will cater to audience. Well, what does that mean? That means it's, in fact, too woke. You see Christopher F. Rufo writing, I've obtained video from returning Disney CEO Bob Iger's first town hall with employees. By the way, Christopher Rufo, great follow. Um, in which he wor will work to quiet things down politically and move toward neutrality in the culture war. Iger expressed regret that Disney engaged in the high-profile fight against Governor DeSantis. You know what that means? You know what that regret means? 
they lost. And he believes it was engaging in that that led to losses, right? That he doesn't think that he's not like, oh, well, this is just a thing that happened or whatever. No, 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 no. He is saying that it is directly tied to their financial losses, in my opinion. Which resulted in the state legislature, also state legislature, removing the company of its special administrative status. I was so sorry to see us get dragged into that battle. What do you mean? Your employees were emboldened by you. You told you, you, your employees were out there. And by the way, they should be able to pick it or whatever they want. You initially stayed out of it. But then your the old CEO, which by the way, you were behind the scenes pulling all the strings on anyway, was forced to get involved by your own staff. In response to the legislation, Iger said Disney would still promote inclusion, but suggested that the company must strike a delicate balance and listen to its audience and have respect for the people that it's serving. This is a retreat. I mean, it is a retreat. But I don't think people should be super quick to like run back to the parks and run back to the movie theaters until we see it continued over a long period of time. Christopher Rufo writes, Disney retreats. In recent years, the Walt Disney Company has, and by the way, again, you should check out ChristopherRufo.com. In recent years, the Walt Disney Company has become embroiled in the American culture war, as I've reported. Uh, the company has pushed critical race theory on its employee training programs, radical gender ideology, and its children programming. Last week, Disney's board of directors fired Bob Chappick, who lost a high-profile fight with Governor Ron DeSantis regarding legislation restrict restricting radical gender theory in schools and brought back former CEO Bob Iger to, quote, write the ship. I have obtained exclusive video of Iger's first town hall meeting in with Disney employees in which he retreats from the company's most controversial political positions and moves towards neutrality in the culture war. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine Disney doing what, finally doing what coffee brand coffee does, right? It is like literally the actions of Disney that led me to start coffee brand coffee. Like absolutely never, ever, 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 ever will you see Coffee brand coffee make political statements. And by the way, that goes both ways. No anti-woke stuff either. Just beans for sale, cocoa for sale, tea for sale. And then we shut up. In response to an audience question about the uh, parental rights and education legislation, Iger said the company would still promote inclusion, but signaled that he would adopt a different posture than his predecessor and suggested that the company will, quote, listen to its audience and have respect for people that it's serving. Essentially, I think what you have here is an admission that they went too hard too fast there isn't this isn't any kind of evidence that you know they're gonna uh they're going to stop this you know kind of indoctrination that they love to do so much but what they're saying is they're gonna slow it down they're gonna roll it back okay well let's see that you know let's see how that shakes out Finally, in response to a question that many cast members had wished that Disney stayed out of politics, Iger expressed regret. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not, he said. It can be distracting. It can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent I can work to kind of quiet things down, 
I'm going to do that. This is an important shift. I agree signaling that Disney is moderating its position in the culture war. As I've been saying for months, the conservative strategy was to damage Disney's brand, to make the company pay a political price and force the company to declare neutrality. So far, that strategy appears to be working. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. You know, I don't think this means that they're going to have, you know, all of a sudden they're going to have like, I I don't think like, I didn't want conservative themes in their movies either. I just wanted their movies to entertain. I think parents just wanted to have, you know, a movie that they could take their kid to and not have it be like, you know, be worried about having to have some conversations about what goes on in the bedroom on the way home from the movie. I mean, I, I just think that that's a very reasonable thing for most parents to want, right? Is to have a situation where their kid, they're safe. They can take their kid to the movie. They let their sitter take their kid to a movie and go to a Disney movie with their friends because they knew it was safe. That's why McDonald's works all over the country. Everyone likes to dunk on McDonald's, but there's no more successful international chain because it's the same everywhere. And it's, you know, you can trust it. So it's going to be interesting to see if they follow through, but certainly they have admitted defeat here. Um, and ultimately as a consumer, it's like, if they get back to producing apolitical content and like good stuff again, I think that that's a good thing. And I'd be fine supporting them again. You have to support people when they learn their lesson. If you keep punishing them, then they're just going to go back. It's going to be interesting to see if they actually stick to this. And next up, Elon Musk tricks Hollywood into brutal self-own after self-own. Jim Carrey, Moby, and Alyssa Milano now. This is like the gift that keeps on giving. Like the the un, un, unbelievable effect that one man has on the modern-day uber-rich liberal has provided the rest of us, regular people, countless laughs. And we saw yesterday... <laughs> An interview on The View from Alyssa Milano, who is completely suffering from uh, EDS, Elon Derangement Syndrome. But then she managed to post a epic self-own to Twitter. Like, I, I don't even know if, she, I feel like she's doing this on purpose. And this isn't even the, I, I got rid of my Tussa and bought a Volkswagen meme. This is like the actual an even worse self-own. Now, if you'll remember a few days ago, everyone was memeing on Alyssa Milano for uh, basically being transparently uh, a lunatic in the fact that she had like a dozen tweets uh, worshiping Elon Musk. Uh, probably he never noticed her senpai is probably what happened. And then she said, ah, oh, Elon's running Twitter like a maniac. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trade in my Tesla for a Volkswagen, a company started by the bad guys from WW2, ironically. Elon Musk points to Volkswagen uh, bad guys from WW2 links after Alyssa Milano swaps her Tesla for a VW over hate and white supremacy. Now, obviously, Volkswagen's a fine company, even though they cucked out and left Twitter nowadays. But then she went on basically a, a, a TV tour. Alyssa Milano announces she's going to stay on Twitter. We can't cede that territory like a turf war. What? Nobody cares about you. I can't even name one thing she's ever been in. The view Whoopi and Alyssa Milano clash on whether Twitter is worth saving. Not meant to be any better than what we're seeing. Again, Twitter is what these people make it. Um you know, the garbage in, garbage out, so to speak, like you're putting into it, this is what you get. 
Whoopi Goldberg and Alyssa Milano found themselves on different sides of the Twitter argument Tuesday morning as the latter actress and activist admitted that despite her hatred of Elon Musk, she'll be staying on the platform because she's addicted to it. Hello, McFly. While appearing on The View, Milano went into detail on why she has returned her Tesla in protest of Musk, explaining that with her involvement in the Me As Well movement, the claims of bad behavior against him were too much to ignore. Suddenly, suddenly when he bought Twitter, you didn't have any problem with him before that, just so we're clear. But continues to stay on Twitter. When asked point blank if she'd be staying on social, the platform, Milano responded in the affirmative, yes, because we cannot cede that territory, she said. It's like a turf war now. That's how I look at it. At that, Whoopi disagreed in interjecting before Milano could continue, shocking, and arguing that Musk's take over the company, it's reached the point of no return. How would she know? She laughed. Nah, not that. That one you don't. There's other ones you can come and grab and leave that to them, Whoopi said, because that's what that because that's what that is meant to be now. Mm, bold words, Whoopi Goldberg. It's not meant to be any better than what we're seeing. Milano fired back though, arguing that if people leave, it's more like they're giving up the fight altogether. If we're not representing our side in the political discourse, aren't we just saying, you know what? You can just have Twitter, she retorted. Behar chimed in saying, saying it like that is like you're handing it over. Well, yeah. Whoopi remained steadfast, reinforcing why she herself chose to leave Twitter a few weeks ago. Some things you have to walk away from. I don't think Whoopi Goldberg was a very active tweeter anyway, right? I don't think there were a lot of news stories about Whoopi Goldberg's tweets. But then Alyssa Milano in probably one of the most, and it's what's funny is she's another bot account, essentially like the overwhelming number of her followers are just bots or people that don't actually use Twitter. This is somebody who has 3.5 million followers and can hardly guard. This was retweeted 40 minutes ago. I got 15 likes. I mean, like, nobody cares what she posts on Twitter, and she's still addicted to it. She sees that 3.5 million followers. Look at this. My trip to Egypt with UNICEF, 17 hours ago, 200 likes. She has 3.5 million followers, and now all of her, all of her replies are basically people dunking on her, quit Twitter. Um, I feel like celebrities just do stuff like this to post it on social media, turn every detail of life into mockery. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, regular people do that too, to be fair. But then the, 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 the best, the coup de grace is Alyssa Milano quote tweeting saying, is this the freedom of speech you want, Elon Musk? How about copyright uh, infringement? Is that fine by you? Of course, she misspelled copyright. I'm not going to dunk on somebody for uh, a typo. I do them all the time. But what I do think is funny she quote tweeted this. It is a picture of her dressed up as like, a, I don't know, handsmaid tail or something like that. Um, <laughs> holding a sign that is very obviously badly photoshopped that says, my vag smells like cat pee. She quote tweeted that and it got like 3,100 likes. And then what's funny is she disabled replies. But if you see fair use... You just got wrecked. It's over. Look, there's certain certain uses of copyrighted material may not need copyright owner's permission. In the United States, this concept is known as fair use. She got fact-checked by Twitter. 
<laughs> so it got even worse. I'd even that just feel like that just happened. So people then use community notes to dunk on her more, and she hasn't deleted it because this is the new this is the new like get clout. You know, people used to do that with Trump. Everyone should share this again and make that ratio bigger and funnier. Haha, <laughs> community notes has had had to help this mush brain learn about fair use. She got fact-checked. Alyssa Milano's tweet got fact-checked. 3,000 likes. I mean, so many tears. I, it's, just, it's, it's just, it's amazing. People hitting her with the, obviously, butthurt report. I mean, every, the, the tweet just got ruthlessly. I mean, 3,800 quote tweets, 3,100 likes. I mean, it's just like, and she only put, like, reported... Just looks like a response to James Woods' tweet. It makes you feel sad for America. I reported it. So everyone reported it. Reported it. Report what? It's called fair use. These lunatics live on a different planet. The thing is, they've been used to being propped up for years by Twitter itself. That's how you end up with 3.5 million followers and you can't even garner 100 likes. It's all artificial. These people, I mean, I bet you if you did a bot analysis or an inactive account analysis on her followers... She'd probably have less than 50,000 active followers. And then you see uh, more celebrities. Remember Moby? Remember that one song Moby had that was popular 100 years ago? This would be my last tweet. Last night, Elon Musk posted an alt-right anti-Semitic meme. A fake CNN story. And an image of pew-pews on his bedside table. Uh, neither of them seemed functional, but anyway. It has become a cesspool of racism uh, and dim-witted alt-right hate. And it's time to leave. 50,000 likes. You know, it's, it's always the... It's always the... This is not an airport. No need to announce your departure. Like, that, that's the... I thought you died. <laughs> like, bye-bye. Announced it yesterday. Still here today. They leave their accounts up so that they can keep, you know, they can tell, see how everyone, you know, says they're stunning and brave. But there's nobody in these comments calling it brave. No, what will the world do now? Tissue, okay, exit, dramatic exit. He'll be back. You know, all these people. There's nobody, nobody's supporting him. And then you look at Jim Carrey. Remember when Jim Carrey was funny? Also about 20 years ago. Actually, you know what? I think he played the Eggman pretty good. I should be fair. Um, but he's also had garbage political takes almost his whole life. This is not why I watch Jim Carrey movie. I still think Ace Ventura holds up. I still think he's good in Sonic. I'm leaving Twitter. But first, here's a cartoon I made with my friend Jimmy Hayward. It's based on my painting of a crazy old lighthouse keeper summoning angels and shining his lamp to guide us through a treacherous night. I love you all so much. 123,000 likes. Again, I forgot you were actually here. Ricky Berwick dunking on him. Man, if he wants to leave, go. Ron Coleman, you're still alive? It's not an airport, Jimmy. You don't need to announce your departure. Just go. I mean, like, I, I don't really understand. Uh, you're not leaving Twitter, Jim. You're just trying to get attention. Like, all these celebrities are, it's just backfiring for all of them. Oh, look at that. 1,800 likes up my little tweet. I, I just think it's funny to me that, like, this is, like, the regular everyday person taking the power back. These celebrities only use the platform to sell their stuff anyway. They were never really a part of the conversation. 
So when they leave, they get a momentary injection of clout and then no one cares. So goodbye, Moby. Goodbye, Jim Carrey. Alyssa, I want you to stay though. Keep posting epic self Owens because it, it's great content. And next up, the OnlyFans TV show will make you question life itself. You know, I've often said, don't hate the player, hate the game. And I've always done what I can to try and steer my viewers away from giving their money to women that hate them, women that don't care about them, uh, in particular, using the platform OnlyFans. These are predatory women uh, who prey on loneliness. Uh, and um, I don't like it. It's, of course... A fine profession, I suppose. It can, it should exist. I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. It's literally the oldest profession on earth. But any time I get a chance to dunk on them, you better believe I'm going to do it. And uh, a lot of people have been pointing to a trailer that's been going around YouTube on videos. They must have seen it yesterday. I made a video laughing at uh, uh, the misfortune of an OnlyFans person. Maybe they maybe it played on that video, but... There's apparently a television show. Did you know that? God, is it bad. Now, first and foremost, it's a complete ripoff of that, um, whatever that other show was back in the day with um, Paris Hilton, where they're like dumb girls doing like real jobs, fish out of water stuff. But uh, there, there's this, sorry, a farmer who caught the attention of country file viewers last night fronting a new reality TV project for OnlyFans. Alongside running her own account on the platform, Becky Housey, who is known as the Jersey Cowgirl, appeared <laughs> appeared on the latest episode of the BBC. <laughs> well, these terms. <laughs> you've got cow, uh, cowgirl, you've got BBC. Okay, anyway. Um, with the viewers going wild for the four-generation dairy farmer. She was introduced as a bit of an internet sensation with her boasting more than 70,000 followers on Instagram and having received thousands of likes on her OnlyFans account. Though the platform is often used for spicy content, she instead posts about her day-to-day -day life at the lodge and farm uh, on Jersey, giving fans a glimpse of what it's like to be a farmer. Okay, good. Good for her. You could use the platform for non-intended you know, non purposes. She's also fronting a new reality show for the platform with model farmers. By the way, just because you post pictures of your b-hole on the internet does not make you a model. Okay, I just want to throw that out there. Um, available through OFTV, seeing a group of content creators mm, taking pictures of your b-hole is also not being a content creator. But okay, that's <laughs> that's just either or that. I'm, I'm I feel like I'm splitting hairs. Uh, tasked with working on the farm, among these. Those who spent two weeks, wow, two whole weeks at the business where a bunch of other uh, people that take their clothes off for money. A synopsis says six OF creators will trade their glamorous lifestyles for the farm. They'll compete in teams and fight against to be the crowned, to be crowned model farmers. What? Don't worry, I have some clips for you. We're going to take a look at it. By the way, if you have TV shows that you want me to react to or trailers or whatever, I like doing this. It's more fun. It's more interactive. It's more off the cuff. So if you like this type of video, make sure you leave a like on it and let me know in the comments down below. Becky has admitted that she was dubious at having celebrities on the farm. <laughs> They're not celebrities. Uh, as reported by The Sun, she said, 
how every single girl got stuck in for the experience. The outlet further reports that she isn't afraid of growing her popularity or in response saying, I grew up in a man's world and I've had to be hard. <laughs> I've got very thick skin. During her appearance on Country File, she opened about her history, posting farming content, recalling that she launched her social media account while at university. Becky said she shared photos from the farm whenever she came home, adding, I came to realize people much preferred my content on the farm than me out drinking. Yes, that is true. Now, I have the trailer uh, out there, and I want to I wanna be careful here because I don't want to like promote this trash either, right? Like, this show is about like humanizing co-activities, uh, all right? Um, you know, I'll agree with you that this type of work is work, but I don't have to respect it. All right. I respect the, the, you know, the money they make, I guess, but, um, literally like putting your b-hole out there on the internet is not a skill. You were born with a good, a b a b-hole that people want to see, I guess. I, I don't know. It's not a skill. If you do it, you know, it's, it's not what I would call a career. We've seen many times how this, cause obviously people don't. It has a whole 35 likes um, with 2,000 views. And you see, I'm a farmer and creator, and this is just weird. Why are they competing for a normal job? I'm confused. They're not. They're just selling their b-holes. That's all this is. The whole point of this show is to go get you to pay money to watch them put their b-holes out there. That's my seventh b-hole, eighth b-hole now, ninth. Okay, let's take a look. OnlyFans creators. You're not a creator. Will yep. trade their glamorous lifestyles. Ooh, yeah. For the farm. What's hot around here apart from the poo? I need help. Oh yeah, they look like they're really getting into it. They've got out they've got jumpsuits that are perfectly clean. So they just so they just go out there and they're just out there to to do this to put their like what during the week they're not even dirty bro my brother-in-law is a farmer I've seen him after working for an hour he's a dairy farmer um you did you're not walking around. Oh my God. All the model farmers will be doing jobs that I actually do. Wow, on the moving farm to bail ahead. You're going to be cleaning the. Look at, the, look at their outfits. Okay, finally a little bit of dirt on there. Slurry with a squeegee. This afternoon, you'll go. Look at it again. Perfectly clean. This one's got her jumpsuit open. Um, by the way, the girl who doesn't put her bee hole on the internet is the best looking one of them all. It's not even close. Going to be milking the girls. Ah! Oh, pff, using a machine? That's not even difficult. Oh, yeah, that happens. Oh, that oh, my gosh. Don't want you They're not they're not even dirty. You to kill any of my cows. Ah! Or lose any. Travin, run with it. And then what? I am sandwiched between I mean, yeah. They'll compete in teams. Blue team. We're coming for you. And fight to be crowned. Right, I'm game for this now, bitch. Oh yeah, you really look game for it. You're perfectly clean. Model farmers. What the? What is this? 
And by the way, from the looks of it, they produced eight episodes of this. Eight episodes. And like, oh man. I feel like doing a reaction to every episode. It would be amazing. Blue farmers. They're not even... Am I the gang, the blue gang? You're the yeah, blue gang. I love that. You're not even... So but they don't even... They don't even do any work. They don't even do any. Don't even get me started on oh, that tail. Oh, okay. So they did wash a cow. Congratulations. Real, sorry. And then they're putting nail polish all over them. Okay, yeah, I'm sure the cows love that. Within the blue team. I, I, I don't really understand if I could take the level of cringe. That I'm is in going this. to score you a generous four out of ten. The blue team, your challenge was to clean the cow and decorate. Your design was very edgy. One blue toe Teamwork. per foot. Yeah. Look at their boots. I mean, they're complete. Oh, oh my God. And of course, all it does is link to these. All This is just a weird way to, to uh, get more uh, lonely men to give them money. Please don't do this. I would react to this and meme on it, but I'm afraid of giving them more attention because it seems like it flopped on YouTube. Mostly people just making fun of it. But um, yeah, instead of posting these pro videos, you should instead focus on improving your awful customer service that refuses to help or explain why accounts are banned after doing nothing out of the ordinary. Ooh, an angry customer. Ooh, can't wait for this series to fail. Um, this is the perfect show to watch with friends. Uh, if you, okay, I guess if it's take a shot for every insufferable scene, you might make it. Um, yeah. And last up today, Elon Musk just rolled up to Apple as media and politicians freak out over free speech on Twitter. There's been a lot that has been revealed throughout the day in terms of, um, well, Elon versus Apple, um, how he's dealing with their 30% uh, uh, tax on the internet. Uh, Elon has actually went and met with uh, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. We've got new calls from the European Union to try and shut down Google. And we've got moronic politicians like Elizabeth Warren uh, whining and complaining about, quote unquote, one man having too much control. Of course, never said anything when it was Jack Dorsey or when it was Parag Argawal or never said anything about Mark Zuckerberg or any of these other people that toe the company line and do the D Democratic National uh, committee's bidding. Quite, quite honestly, social media is just an extension of government and has been. That's why you're seeing such a wild immune response is that they know uh, that uh, they're losing a little bit of control and they're absolutely freaking out. Let's start with, uh, of course, Elon uh, <laughs> sticking it to Apple. Elon Musk reportedly delays the launch of Twitter Blue again. <laughs> Sorry, Dankula. I mean, giant P this time to spite Apple. This happened today. Now, interestingly enough, I think that obviously there's a lot uh, to, there's a lot of good for both companies to work this out. First of all, Apple wants 30% obviously of um, Twitter's blue revenue. And you know, Twitter is spending $25 million a quarter in advertising on Twitter that Elon wants. So I think maybe at the end of the day, this is posturing 
You see Zoe Schiffer, who's been all over it, who clearly has many sources inside of Twitter. New Twitter is delaying the relaunch of Twitter Blue as it tries to skirt Apple's $30, 30% App Store fees. In the meantime, the company's ad revenue is down 49% or more week over week in key markets, my latest. Now, I don't know how she could possibly know exactly what the ad revenue is. I don't think that, you know, I think that's probably a guess. Um, you see, on Monday morning, a revenue analyst for Twitter in Europe shared some disheartening news. We are seeing significant, significant declines in bookings. The analyst posted in Slack before sharing the numbers. Oh, okay, so maybe these are numbers. Uh, Twitter's ad revenue in Europe, the Middle East, and the Middle East is down 15% year over year. Big whoop, it's down more than that on YouTube. Um, and he said weekly bookings are down 49%, according to screenshots shared with Platformer. It was a grim update to an already dire forecast on October 31st in a Google Sheet created by created to track advertisers who had paused their campaigns amidst Elon Musk's chaotic takeover of the company. Analysts found that 15.7 million in EMEA revenue was already at risk. That included 12 million in anticipated losses from the United Kingdom and the company's largest market, the company's largest market in the region. Well, you know, I would say that I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it's Christmas. I don't know how long these companies are going to be able to you know, um, not make money for ideological reasons. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, to be honest with you. Of course, you're right. The loss has come at a critical point for Twitter, which has been counting on the uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and ongoing World Cup to drive increases in quarterly revenue. It's catastrophic. One former Twitter executive. So I'm not saying that just because they don't work for Twitter anymore that they can't be trusted or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, understand the source. And I do understand why certain people are kind of tentative on advertising right now. They want to see how all this plays out. Um, and I do think that if Elon can actually add enough value with Twitter, but I think he's focusing on the wrong thing. He's getting in this pissing match with Apple. He's really just got to focus on adding value. If he can add enough value that, you know, 20 million people are willing to pay $8 a month, suddenly 25 million a quarter doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, and, and it's gotta be more than just uploading long form videos, obviously. Um, but it's a start uh, on top of that. Uh, here's Twitter has grown under Elon Musk, mainly in the United States. Data suggests, of course, it probably really bothered him to have to, to be, to write this, but data from two independent research firms, Aptopia and sensor tower indicate that downloads and activity on Twitter are on an upswing in the recent weeks. Musk bought it and and in comparison to last year, appearing to confirm recent boasting from the tech billionaire that has reinvigorated the social media app. But the situation is more complicated than a simple rise in downloads and activity, of course. According to Aptopia, downloads of the U.S. Twitter average about 125,000 a day during a recent 31-day period, a figure that's 23% higher than during previous month and 42% higher than a similar period a year earlier. The growth is slower outside the United States with 14% growth from a month early and 4%. Uh, okay, great. You know, I mean, I think that's good. Essentially what, what this means is, you know, people are not really quitting Twitter. You know, you have um, Jim Carrey and whatever who, who gives a crap leaving Twitter, but it's not really affecting actual people who use it. Now, of course, the Washington Post, whose sole position is to shill against Elon Musk, writes, Twitter needs Apple more than Apple needs Twitter. Well, no kidding. Uh, right now, in the duopoly, duopoly that exists, but today, Elon met with 
Tim Cook. And here's why I think this is important. I actually think there's much more at play here than meets the eye. Because if Elon wanted, look at the House of Representatives, look at the Senate, look what's going to happen in the upcoming presidential election. This could be one of those mutually assured destruction type things where, you know, he could say, well, do you want to spend the next two, three years? I'll just talk about how, you know, we have this monopoly, a duopoly that we need the government to investigate. We're already seeing Republican, um, you know, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and other senators and Congress people kind of coming out and saying, yeah, yeah, we do need to look at this. We, you know, we need to, we have major concerns. Uh, uh, Today, Elon revealed, hey, um, (laughs) looks like uh, maybe Twitter did put their fingers on the scale of democracy uh, under previous ownership. He starts dropping those kind of receipts. He goes back, he starts dropping the conversations that were had between, I am certain, politicians and Twitter about the president's son's laptop. Um, These are secrets that a lot of people don't want out. And I think that Apple, sure, they don't need Twitter as much as Twitter needs Apple right now. But I think you'd be surprised how quickly an alternative cell phone service could be brought up. How quickly the the U.S. government would start looking at um, antitrust when it comes to Apple. You're talking about tens of billions. You know, you're talking about these antitrust lawsuits. That stuff starts going around. You have a major issue. And especially when you're talking about if Twitter can't really hide behind the like dubious reasons why they would be banning, I mean, sorry, Apple, if they couldn't stand behind like, you know, these dubious reasons for, for, for banning Twitter, this could create a huge issue for them at the, uh, at the government level. And you see, uh, Elon says, thanks, Tim, for taking me around Apple's beautiful headquarters. Now, I don't know if he was actually there or not. Um, but I think it's important that they met. And I think it's, it's noteworthy that they met so quickly. They both need each other. And I don't think that either company wins uh, if they go to war. Now, Tim Cook, I don't know or care uh, where he is politically. I don't, I'm not an Apple product person, but again, don't care. Apple's at a time right now, by the way, let's not forget, they've got some issues. Not that long ago, Apple limited a crucial airdrop function in China just weeks before protests. Interesting. Protests in China have attracted international attention as the greatest challenge to President Winnie the Pooh's premiership and major knock to the Chinese Communist Party's longstanding authority. But their spread within China was partially hobbled by a key change to Apple's airdrop feature, launched just weeks before the unrest. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. This is because it relies on wireless connections between phones rather than internet connectivity, placing it beyond the scope of the internet content moderators. It uses Bluetooth to form a peer-to-peer Wi-Fi network between the two devices. The tool was widely used during Hong Kong's pro-democracy protests when demonstrators would share messages and protest literature with passersby, passersby and visitors from mainland China through the airdrop open network. The reason that this is important is because they have the Great Firewall. So this is a way for people to actually communicate away from the eye, the watchful eye of the government, And what's interesting is the timing of the release is not insignificant. Coming a month after uh, Winnie the Pooh broke precedent and paved the way for his third term as China's leader, the move was met by rare displays of public dissent, a precursor to wider demonstrations last week. Still, while the unrest had been well documented and international press coverage within China has been limited, some argue it could lead to greater crackdowns on dissent by authorities. You know, it's funny as uh, 
you know, our press would call these guys um, poke deniers, right? Terry's and all this kind of word. But because it's in China, they're heroes. I mean, what they are doing, they're literally risking their lives. But I just think it's funny how the press treats those, you know, Chinese people who are protesting against lockdowns different than Americans who protested against lockdowns. This on top of Apple to lose 6 million iPhone Pros. Um, you know, production losses will affect Apple's most in-demand in -demand phones. Workers have fought back against coup lockdown fallout. So a Apple's got enough going on right now with their stuff in China. I'm not sure that, you know, the, our government isn't going to start taking a look at maybe some of those connections, you know, in China and see exactly what they're doing. I don't know. You see, Apple could sink Elon Musk's Twitter by yanking it from the App Store, but it would put Apple in jeopardy too. Musk is also shining a light on what Apple decides to moderate in its App Store. So could Apple actually take Twitter off the App Store? And if it can, would it? Experts say Apple could find a reason to take Twitter off the App Store, and doing so would devastate the company. iPhones account for 50% of smartphone usage in the United States, meaning a majority of people are on iOS. Removing the app would effectively kill easy access for half of Twitter's potential audience. Twitter needs Apple as a lifeline for its app, and that's why Musk picking a fight with Apple is not a smart move in our opinion. But engaging in a fight with Twitter is, and its new owner would also increase the antitrust criticism of Apple and that it's, that it's currently getting about its App Store policies. Quote, we believe at the end of the day, Apple would cause a major antitrust issue and a political firestorm if they took Twitter off the App Store says Ives, it would be it, that would start a much broader problem than Apple does want right now. That's what I'm saying. You know, and they've done this before when Epic Games launched its own payment mechanism to avoid Apple fees, Apple booted it off the App Store. Epic Games then sued Apple on antitrust grounds in 2020. An initial ruling in 2021 largely favored Apple, but the judge did say Apple must allow app makers to monetize their apps without paying Apple. Both sides currently appealing. I don't think Apple really wants this fight. I mean, I know libs, uh, are, you know, leftists think that they do, but they don't. This would be mutually assured destruction um, for both companies. And I don't think either one, I mean, for all their blustering, is going to bother that. I think that suddenly by Friday, they're going to find a way to renegotiate this. They're going to find a way to leave each other alone to make their money through the, through the holidays. That's just what I suspect. I also suspect if Apple wants to go to war, let's not pretend like tens of millions of people wouldn't go get Android phones because they would. Now, would all 50% of them buy an Android phone just to get Twitter? No, but millions still would. And you still have the web access and you still have APKs. So it's not like you couldn't get access to it at all. So it certainly would be an interesting move by Twitter. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. If you haven't yet, please do click that red subscribe button down below and we'll talk to you again real soon.